Brotherhood of the Silver Screen. Thanks everybody for listening. This is a SPEP episode. We're doing a SPEP episode this week. The Brotherhood of the Silver Screen Awards, known as the Boss Awards. I took up the T in the Brotherhood of the Silver Screen. Artistic license. Thanks everybody for listening. This is a Christian podcast where we talk about movies for a very, very long time, but we're doing a special episode this week. Two special episodes back to back where uh, Joe and Athena have uh, suggested to us that we do our own special award show. We did this a long time ago when we were the ages of the Silver Screen and we did the Agent Awards and haven't done one since, since but uh, um, the Baneys enjoyed it so much they wanted uh, uh, to do a new uh, award ceremony episode. And uh, so now here we are doing it. And what we're going to do uh, this week is we're going to give out awards for uh, four categories. In the fifth category, we're going to make up our own special category. So we're going to do Best uh, Movie of 2021. We're going to do Best Scene of 2021. We're going to do Worst Movie of 2021 and Best Acting Performance of 2021. And the last uh, category is one that we're going to make up by ourselves. We're going to go around the table. We're going to start off with Worst Actor. I mean, excuse me, Worst Movie. <laughs> we figured we'd start off with the dumpster fire since that's what everybody is here for. And uh, the next episode, what we're going to do is we're going to list our top uh, movies, top 10 movies of the 21st century. So from 2002 now, uh, we're going to uh, list the movies that we think are, and we're going to justify them either subjectively or objectively. Uh, I tried to go for objective uh, in mind, but you know, at the end of the day, it ultimately is subjective, and the, uh, some people will disagree or, or agree, but we're going to give our opinions, and I know our listeners care so much about our opinions, otherwise you wouldn't be listening. So it's going to be very entertaining <laughs> for you, and hopefully entertaining for, uh, well, it's going to be entertaining for us. Everything we do is entertaining for us, so otherwise we wouldn't do it. And uh, that's going to be the second episode. But right now, Dove's here. What's up? And Joey's here. What's up? Athena is here as well. Hi. Brad, in no, of the formerly of the background fame, is also here. Hello. And uh, Jeff is uh, now the new in the background right. guy, and he's on the camera. So, Dove. What? <laughs> um, so I don't remember the Agent Awards, by the way. I don't remember that at all. At all? I don't. What did we do? Uh, I think something similar. Uh, I, I don't remember. remember. I remember a lot. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's because Brad anything. just listened to the episodes I to prepare to for this episode. Yep, I did. Oh. Luke, yeah. I don't, I don't remember. The why. greatest spit in a movie was one of Luke's categories. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was from uh, Indiana Jones. Yep. And Davey was tro- closest to Dragon Ball Z Award. <laughs> oh, I remember that. Who won that? Uh, King Arthur. Oh, okay. Legend of the Sword. <laughs> why is that awesome. so funny? I don't know why. That's awesome. That's uh, funny. Uh, <laughs> Joey, do you remember yours? Do you remember Closest yours? to Dragon Ball Z Award. No. Yours was uh, the worst break in my suspension of disbelief. <laughs> and that was. Wait, well, that would actually. Uh, that what actually. Was that? I'm, that actually. If I can think about that throughout the podcast, it might change my <laughs> my category at the end. Well, well, wasn't it the worst? Bring one? that one back. Worst sus- break in suspension of disbelief. <laughs> well, the whole idea, the whole idea of suspension of disbelief, right, is that like you continue to buy in or you don't. Right, uh, like right, we talked about right. with Spider-Man. We talked about that with Spider-Man. Right, right, right. And so, yeah, it was like the biggest, like, oh, my goodness, I'm not in the movie anymore. I'm not interested. Uh, like, I've, you've lost me. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Interesting. Sorry. Let me uh, just point out here, and I'm sure a lot of the people on this podcast uh, agree, but, you know, go looking back on the list of movies that came out in 2021 and trying to remind myself, okay, what exactly came out in 2021 so I can, you know, put <laughs> yeah. it on the list. Man. Yeah. What a terrible year. Totally. Did I not say that to Brad this morning? Pulling yes. out what what's left year. of my hair trying to find <laughs> what movie can I say is the best in this horrible <laughs> garbage 
dump of Hollywood crap. It was so. I'm like, really? Is this is this the best you have to offer? Is this all you can conjure, Saruman? It's terrible. Oh, what an embarrassment! And then you go back to like 1994, man. 1994, you got Jurassic Park and uh, and. Uh, um, uh, what's the, what's the name of that movie? Uh, Shawshank Redemption. And I think there was like one other movie that came out. Ca- they they came out. Redemption? They were they were in the theaters at the same time. What's more? And and oh wow, what a disaster! What a disaster! But Dove, starting <laughs> off with disasters. Why don't which, you? Which give one are we doing uh, again? Which worst, worst, worst movie. movie? Worst movie. And then we're doing. Uh, Honorable mentions first. Yeah, give yeah. us your honorable okay. mention. Well, first movie. of all, yeah, and I'll I'll say as a as kind of a a, a main thing, I think what encapsulated. Uh, no, we're not talking about the last decade. We're talking about just last year. Yep. Correct. Yes, okay. This past year. All right. I'll save that thought for the next time then. Okay. Um, for me, um, let me find my list. Sorry. Um, I would have to say. Yeah, when I was going through it too, I noticed uh, my list of best movies was a lot shorter than my list of worst movies <laughs> yes. for 2021. Yes, uh, and good. a lot we we have to put uh, the whole COVID hysteria to push some movies forward. It might have been a reason for all the bad movies. I don't know, um, but I would have to say I'm going to give my runner-up bad movie. To a movie I haven't even seen. Interesting. Oh, no. I'm not sure how you can justify that. But but let's see here. Let's hear it. Okay. It's my runner-up. That's why. Because I... Well, actually, both my worst movies are two movies I have not seen. Oh. (laughs) Oh, boy. And I think you'll agree with me anyway. Oh, boy. Are they movies that we've seen? No, because they're that bad. I promise you. Okay. One is called Shadow in the Cloud. I've never heard of it. I know. No one's ever heard of it. Oh, yes. No. Yes. Yes. Tell me right now, am I already on oh, track? No, you're on track. Uh, for, for sure. Oh, my goodness. Wow, I forgot about yeah. this movie. Anyway, so it came what? out in the beginning of 2021. It's a movie <sighs> with, uh, yeah, Brad's looking it up. I think it's, we might have talked about uh, yep. it. It's a movie with Chloe Grace Moretz, and she's a World War II fighter pilot. Uh, it's wow. directed by a woman who clearly is the most hyper-feminist you could ever imagine. And uh, it's it's a movie about, it's it's like hyper-feminism on steroids put into a World War II movie with aliens right. and just it got a four point what it, on IMDb four point uh, nine. Oh, that's way too high. <laughs> four yeah, four point nine seems generous. As soon as he said with aliens, I was like, ah, well, mm-hmm. that certainly that certainly has. Yeah, has listen, you don't have some here's, here's what I'm gonna say. Here's what I'm gonna say to everybody that's that's hearing this. Women, you have you have not seen aliens. this movie. No one has seen it. There's a reason. Okay, because it's already terrible. You don't need to go see it. Everybody listening to this, you just go go on IMDb and watch the trailer. Yeah. You will absolutely agree with me that this is one of the worst movies in 2021. Yeah, for sure. Very interesting. Okay, that was your runner-up. That's my runner-up. I'm up. curious to know. I had your, to. It was close to my be. number one. It's I had worse to, than that, man. You have to get, just watch the trailer. You'll all agree with me. Anyway, see, I don't watch bad movies. See, that's how it. That's how it is. Anyway, no, I'm kidding. So my box. number one the boo box is for. Yeah, that's what the boo box is for. That's good. that is absolutely going in the boo box. Yep. Now, here's Shadow my number one worst movie of 2021. I still have not seen it and I will not see it. 
Uh-huh. Space Jam, A New Legacy. Mm. Oh, oh, I goodness. forgot about Space Jam. Wow. I didn't put that on my list because I haven't seen it. But freaking yeah. It's wow. all right, Athena. Yeah, I knew the, the, uh, the question is, worst movies of 2021? Was, there it is. It was That's on everyone's fair. list. That's fair. That's worst <laughs> now, um, <laughs> another, another piece of evidence that I have, even though I haven't seen it, is because um, LeBron James has been uh, is being um, nominated for the most Razzies. I think <laughs> it might be in the history. Amazing. Let me look that up. Wow. You can look it up. It's very high amount of Razzie awards for his absolutely terrible performance in Space Jam, um, and it's also, I think, a, a uh, how far we've come. I mean, nobody wanted to see it. Nobody was interested in it. It got terrible. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes crushed it. I, it's it's got really bad reviews. I would say that probably, well, not probably. I think that is the worst movie of 2021 in the category, I would say of stuff that we might watch. I'm sure there's really crap out there that we would just obviously everybody would avoid, um, that are worse than that. But you know, to be objective, I would say space jam. Yeah. You really pulled some out there Two that I had completely forgotten about Two that I had completely forgotten about. And I have not seen, thankfully. Yeah. (laughs) He won the res. He won the Razzie award for worst actor and he won the Razzie award for worst screen couple. I don't know who was who his was screen couple. Uh, I don't Hitman. know. I don't uh, want to know. I really what's, don't. Uh, what's Bugs Bunny? Lola Bunny? Bunny? Yeah, no, Lola. no, I don't want to know. Oh, uh, that's uh, weird. Uh, Maybe that's why I won it. <clears throat> okay, Joey, yeah. you're next. Cool. All right. So my uh, runner-up, this is a, this was a tough one for me. There were two that really stood out. Uh, and a, one of them, both are, both are bad movies. Um, but one of them was more for me from an ideological standpoint. The reason I hated it, and then the other one was just like clean, like clearly just a bad movie all around. Mm. So it felt like I it felt like I had to pick the clearly all around bad movie as the as the official winner. So this my runner up is the one for uh, for ideology, uh, and it's Don't Look Up. Um, <clears throat> I've seen yes yeah right yes. So I chose Don't Look Up for this. Uh, Athena and I watched it. Um, it's got a stacked cast. Um, so that's, I think that's, what'd she say? I whispered absolute trash. Wait, who's in this? Uh, I mean, it starts with Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence. Like that's just, that's just the starting. Yeah. But it's, yeah, Meryl Streep's in it. There's like a bunch of, yeah. Wow. Bunch of, bunch of big names. Um, I know I'm interrupting. And could you do a quick little 30 second synopsis? Yeah, synopsis. So it's about a, uh, it's about a professor or two really, uh, it's a professor and a grad student. Um, who are monitoring the stars, and they basically discover that an asteroid is oh. unequivocally coming to hit Earth and destroy Earth. Now um, I remember this trailer, yes. And, and I mean, I think for me, and for ultimately and truly, it's, uh, I'm not sure what the word would be, um, satire on, on, it's a satire on current, uh, the, the current politics of both uh, global warming um, and uh, and probably COVID. I don't think it was intended for COVID, but I mean, a lot of things played out as kind of like a direct nod to COVID too. But basically, the idea behind the movie is that is that science is the unequivocal determiner of our reality, um, and that everything else, politics, social media, whatever else might be, whatever else might be said, that that is truly the 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 god of our reality. Um, and so therefore, and, and therefore we're, and it's, it's, it's a story that's, it's a plot that really is designed to like, be like, they try to, to box you in and say like, okay, well clearly 
there's an asteroid in the sky. You can see it's hurtling towards Earth, and yet we still would do nothing about it because that's how frozen we are as a society, and that's how much we deny science. Um, and so, and so, like that's that's the claim. Um, you know, it's Meryl Streep plays like a a female version of Donald Trump. Um, uh, she does a very good job at it, but like, you know, she tries to, you know, so she's just like, you know, she's, she's caught up. She's apparently, she's the only one who's truly corrupt and is like actually bought by the businesses. Not the, not the, I mean, they don't say Democrat or Republican, but I feel like there's a lot of, a lot of underhanded nods to things. Um, Yeah. And right. And so, so, but it was just, it was getting preaching at us. Yeah. And and I feel like a lot of people that I know watched it and did not get the same message that we did. Yeah. Which is, it blew my mind, like, when people talked to me about it and they were like, oh, yeah, I feel like they really balanced both sides. And I was what? like, are you serious? I because, thought I thought it was so heavy-handed. Oh, my goodness. I thought it was so heavy-handed. And I, I listened to this, um, I have a, this guy on TikTok who I listen to about movie things, and he, he said the same thing. He was like, this is such a heavy-handed movie. There is no room for guessing. He's just slapping you with it the whole time. Mm. Yep. And I was like, yep. Exactly. But, yeah. Sorry. Wow. Yeah. And no, it's great. Yeah. And so that's, yes, yeah, so that's the thing is it, it just feels, feels extremely heavy handed. It, I feel like it really uh, doesn't live up to the cast uh, where they, I mean, there are a lot, there are a lot of great performances in it. Leo does a really good job. Mm-hmm. Meryl Streep does a really good yep. job. Um, Timothy Chalamet is in it. Oh, yeah. He plays a, he plays a very weird character, but he does a good job. Um, and so like, so there's some great performances throughout, but despite mm-hmm. that, you can't save, save the political messaging. Um, when, when I saw this, and, and, and I saw Leonardo DiCaprio is in it, I think it's the first time that I could honestly say, "Wow!" Now you know what? Actually, that, sorry, never mind. I'm like, I'll say this to the, I'll wait, save this to the end. Never mind. <laughs> okay, <laughs> cool. Um, but yeah, I don't want to get into it too much. Uh, there's probably a lot more to say about it. Um, I mean, and it, its attempt was to say that science and politics are not the same thing. We need to stop wrapping them up as the same thing. But um, I don't know. There's, I think there's a lot more there. Uh, to unpack, and again, you're giving you're giving a story like you're giving a scenario that's unequivocal, right? It's like you have the asteroid is coming. You can clearly see it. I, th- I, I'm sorry, I think that's different than uh, than the data presented for global warming or the data presented for no. COVID we can't really ways, see it, guys. We can't really see it. <laughs> so uh, I don't no, know. No, it's, it's not there. It's in, so yeah. So it's interesting. Um, but anyway, yeah. But very heavy handed and uh, not worth watching. <laughs> my my, <laughs> and then my winner for worst movie of the year is uh, definitely Gunpowder Milkshake. Oh, uh, nice! Yeah. <laughs> I just, oh, I think I had like, that. Uh, that and, and for me, and for me, that movie the for me, the boo box has spoken. <laughs> the boo box has spoken. Um, and for me, it's really just about the fact that like it could have at least been, even if it had some, even if it had some uh, some messaging or anything like that, it could have at least been a solid revenge action killer movie. Um, and I don't even feel like it landed that nearly as well as it could have. I felt like a lot of the stylization and action and fighting was just done really poorly. Um, what's the uh, second Daniel Craig James Bond movie? Um, Quantum, Quantum of Solace. Quantum of Solace. Mm-hmm. Quantum of Solace suffered from this too, but like they did like a, a lot of their action, they were like trying to mimic Bourne, but they did it incorrectly. Mm. And it was like these weird cutscenes where like none of there was no follow through. Unlike the Matrix, there was like no follow through in the action. It was like really weird, quick cuts that felt just like bizarre. And I felt like a lot of the action felt like this too. It just yeah. it didn't feel real or authentic. It felt like the exact opposite of like what you see in John Wick these days. Um, who, who, so who's the lady in this? Karen. 
Gillen? Gillen. Karen, yeah, Karen oh, Gillen is the, uh, is the main. Uh, that's how you say her name. Uh, yeah. uh, I keep forgetting Nebula. her name. Nebula, that's yeah. it. Yeah. But yeah, and we, and we talked about it on the other podcast. So I don't have to talk about it a lot. But yeah, I just feel like it didn't, it didn't live up to any of its potential, mm. um, even just as like an action thriller killer movie. Um, didn't, even, didn't even do that right. It's the reason it's in the boo box, I yeah, guess. That's right. Scratching a feminist itch. Yeah, but I, again, they could have still could have still executed it well. They could have still been like, "All oh, right, yeah, like let's 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 make the action like really like spot on and cool." But they didn't even do that. <laughs> um, so. cool. That was the unfortunate boomerang that I yeah put yeah. in the blue box and it uh, came back. Yeah, and it came back to bite you. <laughs> All right, what do you got, Athena? All right, so um, I had four on my worst movie list and three on my best movie mm. list. So clearly, I'm having the same issue, which. They're just, I just don't feel great about these movies from this year. But, um, and those were actually my, my two worst movies, the two that you said. Your picks. So I'm going to, I'm going to move it around a little bit. So don't look up. I can't, I can't not put that on my two worst. <laughs> so that's my runner up is don't look up. Because you can't stand the preachiness. The preaching. I, it, just, was, oh. it was, it was yeah. Oh, you actually watched it? Oh yeah, we both watched we both, it. Yeah. 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 We watched, yeah. We yeah. watched this yeah. movie. I, oh, you know what? You know what? Sorry. I'm, I'm getting that confused with, uh, with Dove. Okay. With Dove. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have seen both no, of our, no, our no, worst movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, seen, <laughs> no. Much to their shame. Chagrin. But anyway, I just thought, I thought the same thing. I thought it was incredibly heavy handed. I thought, I am always one of those people that if if a movie has a good cast, I will watch it regardless because I can always pick out like even my list of best acting performances. There are three of those four of the four movies I have on there. I hated, but mm. the performance of the actor was incredible. So, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so I, I I still will watch them for that reason. Yep. So that's why I watch Don't Look Up. But I can I mean Leo was the only one that was even semi. I thought semi good. I don't know. And you're right. Meryl Meryl Streep did a good job too. But still. she plays she plays an, an abhorrible character. Yeah. But um, mm-hmm. yeah. But she. Um, but yeah. The whole the whole yeah. time. I mean, I rolled my eyes like 130 times during that movie. <laughs> um, it was just it was not enjoyable. Um, so yeah, that's my runner up. Can I have um, ask a question. Yes. Were you expecting it to be preachy when you were going into it? When Both I first of you guys. saw the trailer, no. Um, okay. I didn't. I honestly didn't know, and I, Joey probably did, but I didn't really know it was going to be like a social political commentary. I really didn't. Um, I wasn't expecting that. When I read the synopsis, when I heard who was going to be in the movie, I thought it was going to be more of a, I don't know, like a like a sci-fi-ish end of the world sort, like 2012. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I thought it would be yeah. like something like yeah. that, not. Not, it was, it was <laughs> Not supposed to be got. funny, but I, it wasn't funny because they were just making fun of everyone who doesn't believe the same thing that those people do. Yeah. It, was yeah, a, so. it was a scathing critique of our culture, and yeah. I actually think it made some good points yes. along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also made a lot of bad points, and it really yeah. beat you over the head with the bad points. Mm-hmm. So. Yep, really did. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember. Ariana Grande is in it. Um, and say no more. No, no, no. She was, she, I thought she was great, and that was the only point that I actually kind of thought was interesting, oh, which boy. was it was about social media and it was about how uh, like oh. millennials and under are um, are obsessed with social media, and that like she, her, she wrote a song. I can't remember what it was titled, but it was something like about the af- the meteor or the asteroid, and it was like number one hit. Like she was performing in concerts all over the world. Just, so she played herself. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Well, no, no. She well, she, she, she had way. a she had a fake name, but it was like she was being right. herself, but under but, a, right. an alias. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, but anyway, I just that was the only part that I thought was like it made it made a point that actually does make sense. 
But that was, yeah, that was pretty much it. So. I, did, I did expect the movie to be this way when I saw yeah, the trailer. I, okay. I was so. like, this is definitely going to be. I didn't think it was. It lines up with COVID a lot, too. But I, I knew it was going to be about global warming. And yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think um, I, think I read something the word. where they had he had written it. It's Judd Apatow. Um, he yeah. had written it. Um, before COVID, and so it was based on climate change. And then in the middle of COVID, it was being, it was like starting to get made. And then he kind of sw- like switched gears a little bit to make it work for COVID too. Yeah. He's like, perfect. Yep. Yeah. Fits right in there. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, so that's my yep. Yeah, that's my runner up. I don't want to spend too much time on it because it doesn't <laughs> deserve to be talked about anymore. Right. You're right. Yeah. Um, and my number, my worst movie of 2021 is going to be. Um, Luke, I'm, I should like shield myself because oh, he's going to no. be upset about it. I don't know if he knows what I'm going to say. Uh-oh. But... Mortal Kombat. Yes. Oh! is Mortal Kombat. Oh, man. Athena, there's so many worse ones. <laughs> but I want to hear what you have to say. Well, I'm, here's I'm... the thing. I didn't put anything on here that I didn't watch. So there probably uh, are okay, worse ones right, that right. I have not watched. Um, but I did Fair. watch Mortal Kombat. And I just, I mean, there were... There was nothing redeeming about it for me. And like Luke said, if you're not a Mortal Kombat fan, you would hate this movie. And I'm not a Mortal Kombat mm-hmm. fan, so I hated this movie. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense but um, <laughs> that I would hate this movie. Oh, yeah. But that was the worst, in my opinion, sitting down and watching movies this year, that was the worst one that I watched. Okay. Uh, I mean, Don't Look Up and Mortal Kombat are very close to each other. Okay. There's probably a lot of people that agree with you. Probably. About but they're this probably movie. all also not Mortal Kombat. Fans. Correct. <laughs> Somebody dragged them there to see it. And <laughs> Just give me a second to lick my wounds here. Yep, I know. Luke needs a minute. Mortal Kombat's on Luke's I, best movie of, of 2021. <laughs> <laughs> it's my runner up. <laughs> no, it didn't make any list. Oh, wait. Uh, I, I didn't do like. No, we, we did. I did do an honorable mention. Never mind. Yeah, you did. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I just want to say the, the 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 surprise that you felt like I didn't know this was going to be a, like a social political commentary. Mm-hmm. It's the same surprise I felt when I watched Happy Feet. You ever watch Happy Feet? No. I've seen Happy Feet. Yeah. Oh yeah. So Happy end, Feet is weird. It right? bizarrely turns into this Christians are bad thing. Interesting. The 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 ice caps are melting. And uh, these penguins are like, they go on like this journey to do something about it or something like that. I forget mm-hmm. what the journey is. But they come to a town mm-hmm. and the camera pans across this town in like the Antarctic. Not Arctic, Antarctic. Mm-hmm. And guess what the first building you see is? The first building. A church. A church. Yeah. Hmm. What? How did we get here with Jesus. the ice caps melting and now we're blaming the church? I'm not even joking. <laughs> it's the first building. That was not an accident. Like yeah. a church. The Christians are doing it. <laughs> They're coming to get you. <laughs> and your little penguin friend. I'll get you, my pretty. And your little penguin, too. <laughs> Thank you, Ridley Scott. Yeah. It, it was he did Happy Feet? He directed it. it. It's he did? No, yeah. he didn't. Oh. Okay, well, that, I mean, that, I mean, explains that explains everything. Exactly. And you know at the end, at the end of it? Wait, that actually that does is, explain that everything. <laughs> that blows my mind. Ridley Scott wow. directed Happy Feet? Yes. At, at the end of it, at the end of it, like, you know, like some, some, some concerned citizens find out that the polar ice, ca- ice caps are melting. And I wasn't old enough to, to distinguish this, but my dad was watching it. And all of a sudden, <laughs> this exciting music starts. And then a law gets passed. And then we go to the United Nations and people are concerned and they're making rules and they're making stuff and they're stopping people from going over there. And then at the end, it's like, you know, all this red wow. tape is protecting these penguins. And, but it's like this exciting music is playing. Is this at the end <laughs> of the movie? We need to do something. What's that? Whole th- all that's at the end of the movie? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like, it's like, it's like, we got the United Nations. Hooray. They're doing wow. something. Yeah. Oh my goodness. You know, I'm, and so yeah. that was like that feeling of like, how did, how did we get from? here? Yeah. Where did this come from? <laughs> 
But wow, Ridley uh, Scott. Ridley Scott directed. And the wait, wait. I, this says George Miller directed it. George, or did Ridley Scott produce it then? Because I, well, I know see, he's he's way, involved. Either way, he touched that. Movie. I know he's involved. <laughs> <laughs> if he's a producer, he that would also make sense. Yes. Ridley Scott, yeah, he hates Christians. Yeah. Oh yeah, and he pins them with all the problems of the world. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, he does. He believes. I mean, he believes. I think he just believes religion in general. But I think he probably attributes Christianity to having the most power and control historically. Yeah. So they're the primary issue. Yeah. Yeah, it's George uh, plus it, I should apologize. I don't know if that was really Scott or not. Uh, okay, okay, but okay, that makes it more I, bizarre. Yeah, I can't find out if he produces it back in the realm of But you see it how we George all Miller. jumped on it immediately. Yeah. <laughs> 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 of course, really. Scott. <laughs> Interesting. Well, in, in the movie, I remember this. I was um, the the I guess the penguin elder penguin elder was like, <laughs> you know, came up to uh, the the penguin that was dancing and he was like so now you know what you did wrong, so you should close your eyes and repent. Like, he literally said that to him. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and, and it's been established that this guy is the bad guy. This is the antagonist of the movie. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah, but, yeah, Hollywood's not... He, used the, word, he used the word repent. But, Luke, it's about penguins. Yeah, it's I know. It's not about anything then, else. Then keep it about penguins, you jerk. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I feel like right, I remember, so, yeah, continuing I like on I with the list... One. Continue on with the list, Brad. If you can find, make some sort of connection. I'm going to because yeah. I, I need to redeem myself here. <laughs> really, Scott showed up on the set. And that's why. Um, okay, so worst movie, uh, first nomination is a movie called Becky, and it's it's Becky. it's uh, a movie uh, home figure figure Home Alone except it's a girl, and is and this the Home Alone? I'm sorry, I interrupted. Is this the uh, Home Alone that Disney did? No, okay. no, they did okay. Home Alone. This, this is, is like, not even okay. called Home Alone. So figure Home Alone right? except as a girl, and and instead of Kevin, you know, doing hijinks and you know uh, pranks and you know them slipping on cars and stuff, silly stuff like a kids movie because it's about a child. Yeah, um, this one is more like um, figure a girl who's about twelve and she's beating up three hundred pound men. I'm nice. not joking you. That's my honorable mention. Gun, wait, gunpowder milkshake? No, just, it, it runs. <laughs> it runs right into my. Uh, <clears throat> My uh, number one worst movie called movie called Sweet Girl, which stars Jason Momoa, and mm. uh, it's a hmm. movie. I talked to you guys about this before, but yeah. it's, it's a movie where Jason Momoa <clears throat> uh, spends about first first uh, you know seventy percent of the movie beating up bad guys and all that kind of stuff, and at the end of seventy percent uh, uh, of the way through the movie, uh, um, it, it's it's revealed that for some bizarre reason, Jason Momoa didn't do any of that stuff. It was actually a fifteen year old girl. And that's the surprise shock at the end. And you have to go back and say, oh, wait, so it was, it was just her personifying herself as her father, right? And she, was, she viewed herself as her father <laughs> and kind of like made up the story in her mind that he did all this stuff, but when the reality was she did it. Wow. And so, so it was like one big dream? Kind of like okay. she was so traumatized by the events oh. that she projected her father as doing all this stuff. But when you look back, and you watch the security footage, it was actually a 15-year-old girl. Wow. And at the end, uh, uh, a grade-A assassin <laughs> hitman guy gets into a... F- I'm not joking. I'm not making this up. I know. Gets into a fight with this 15-year-old girl, and they're, like, struggling in the water and, like, like fighting each other, dropping guns and, like, you know, throwing each other around. 15 years old. Who, who played her? Um, uh, she played Dora the Explorer in yes. the live-action oh, Dora the Explorer oh, movie. Okay. It's probably equally she terrible. She was in a really good movie about adoption a while ago. Okay. Um, Instant Family? Remember. Yes. I cried so hard. Was <laughs> so it was so good, but she was in that. Okay. That's what I know her from. Yeah. So Dora the Explorer yeah. kicked people's butt. Yeah, yeah. In As an assassin. And, and, and they don't, they, like, there's nothing corny or cheesy about it. They're like, no, seriously, that she did. 
<laughs> and I'm like, this is, this is, this is what happens when fem- feminists start believing their own. This is when they get higher in their own supply. Like they're like, we need to make movies of positive female action stars, and then and then you get up there and they're like, you know what? Women could actually do this. Little girls could actually do this. You know, and, and I'm like, I'm just like, you guys didn't even, you didn't even get me up to the first platform. And I'm looking up at this thing. It's going to fall over any second. Like, are you kidding me with this? This is ridiculous. Dumbest movie. We're moving on to the next con. Uh, con. But they, I don't want to talk anymore about it. Well, they, I mean, but they, they couldn't even, I, oh, sorry, I have to. But they, I mean, they couldn't even justify their own concept because they had to have Jason Momoa yeah, do all the action stunts. That's true. So like, they were like, wait, they were like, they got to the end. They were like, wait a minute. We can't, we can't. It's not just. It's just not justifiable yet. Right. How do we do that? Right. Oh, get a real action star. Have yep. him do all the stunts, and right. then but we there, reverse there it at the end. There's a scene of a grown adult man strug- oh, yeah, yeah. struggling. Yeah. With a girl, 15 years old. Oh my word! Chokes him out. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> okay. So next category. Uh, can I redeem myself here really quick? Yeah. Go ahead. So I got mixed up with George Miller because I watched Honest Trailers. About Mad Max Fury Road, right? And okay. it starts out with from the director of Happy Feet comes you know this this <laughs> super hyper film, right? Because obviously Mad Max Fury Road is like just nonstop action. Yeah. Right? So right. I got it mixed up with Ridley Scott. Oh, yeah. I thought okay. for a second yeah. I mixed yeah, up George, Ridley Scott uh, with yeah, George, George Miller. Miller. Okay. Yeah, George Miller. Well, I, I was like, it, wait, I was like, I was thinking in my head as I read that, I was like. That can't be the George Miller that did Mad Max. It must right. be a different George Miller. Right. But that is George Miller. That is actually George Miller. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah. Okay, break. thanks, Brad. Um, we're, going right. to, um, we're going to do uh, best scene uh, in 2021. Give me your runner-up, Dove, and then your actual. Best movie scene. Okay, yes. I'm going to say um, my runner-up. Um, my runner-up best scene for 2021 is uh, in the movie Dune. Uh, Timothy Chalamet and his mom in the helicopter with the voice. Okay. Yeah. Oh, intense. Scene. Very yeah, intense, very but really intense awesome scene. scene there. And yeah. I was uh, completely sucked in to what was going to happen and how they were going to get out of this. And it was just really, really cool. Cool. Yeah. Um, that's my runner up. Really great scene there. I think, though, the best scene of 2021 Andrew Garfield saving MJ. Nice. Oh, okay. Very nice. <laughs> I kind of felt that, I have to be honest. Joey, what? <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> I, 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 because, because I thought Spider-Man Two, it was the one with Gwen, right? Yeah, Amazing Spider-Man. Two. Uh, Amazing, Amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Man Two. I thought had one of the strongest scenes in any Spider-Man ever when Gwen died. I thought that was really, really. Well, it's a, it's a, how they did that was pretty great. I felt like yeah. it was really just. Uh, it's pivotal uh, in the comics, and it yeah. was the yeah. first time we got that storyline. It's, it's a huge. Yeah. Event. It's an event. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you guys know, you guys, uh, maybe you don't. I, I actually didn't realize this until much later, but the, the in the first Spider Man movie, Tobey Maguire Spider Man, that whole sequence towards the end with the bridge and with MJ, that's like verbatim, like shot for shot from the comic book when Gwen dies. Like that's like what happens to Gwen. Mm-hmm. And so as a kid, I hadn't read that comic book yet when I watched Spider Man. So like, I, to me, it was always like, oh, like it was like, the, like I was in it, but like I didn't know what was coming. But like it's a huge actually reference to like, like this, it was like it was uh, it was like the director going like this. MJ could die. Like I, I don't know. I feel like I always oh, thought that was really cool. Interesting. Like if you look at the original, when Gwen dies in the original comics, like so much of the comic strip looks like that ending scene in the first Spider-Man. So they toyed with that idea, but then never actually like cool. did it. Yeah, um, that's cool. Well, I thought I thought that was a, a, a really powerful scene, and I thought his kind of somewhat. I mean, that was like almost a redemption type of thing. Yeah, right, right. Where right. I I just kind of felt it at that point. I was like, dang. That was that was deep, guys. Anyway, there you go. Cool. 
Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm, fo- I'm following up. <laughs> I'm following up that. My, so, in an attempt to try and stay as objective as possible, <laughs> I chose that. I chose that scene as my runner-up. Okay. Cool. Um, right. Because I think it was probably the most emotional scene for me, uh, bar none, in terms of cinema in in 2021. I like immediate like I, there was I, there was a hole in my heart that I didn't know was there um, <laughs> from the from the lack of resolution to the Andrew Garfield series and just to see someone who had just I felt like it was a really cool description of like someone who had suffered a horrible trauma who like like just like being able to like 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 pull that off and then be like I I did it I could I could do it like it hmm. wasn't like it wasn't it wasn't my fault kind of yeah. thing I just I don't know. I thought that was really powerful one more quick one more one more quick note the scene yeah. was well executed. Yes. Yeah. When she when she falls and you're like, oh shoot! And then there was this this moment of because I watched it a couple of times. There's a moment of silence, and the, the, all the music stops, and she's falling in slow motion. Here comes um um what's his name? Tom Holland. Tom Holland. And then mm. the the goblins thing just swoops in. I was not expecting that. Mm. I was just like, oh shoot! And then as soon as they showed him going no, and then going after him, I'm like yes, it was really. I don't know. It was it was a really well done, well executed in that movie. I feel yeah, hmm. yeah. I agree. So I love that you picked that scene. Sweet, <laughs> um, that's great. <laughs> uh, so in an attempt to be a little bit more objective for myself, I was trying to go for something that I felt was powerful emotionally, but also really well done uh, cinematically. So this is going to be kind of an interesting pick. I chose well. <laughs> now I'm rethinking it all of a sudden. I'm rethinking it because it's it's tough to call it one scene. And I just that just occurred An to me. Act. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna call it the ending. I'm gonna say the ending scene, uh, but kind of just the ending sequence and then that ending scene of the Green Knight. Um, and so I did not see the green. Knight. Yeah. So uh, so I want to state right off the bat that I this is me picking this is not necessarily me recommending this movie. Um, and the reason I don't is because there is some weird sexual imagery in the movie um, that I, I didn't appreciate and didn't feel like needed to be there. Um, and this movie, but I also do feel like this movie, uh, we used to talk about something in worship band way back when, when Luke and Athena and I were in worship band that people always remember like the introduction and the conclusion. So even if you mess up in the middle a little bit, as long as you really like nail it at the end, um, like people, that's what people will remember. Um, and I feel like that this movie had that kind of heart where like, I feel like they, they did such a great job opening up the movie it gets kind of muddy in the middle. Um, there are a couple sequences in the middle that I was, I definitely think stand out as kind of glaring, some glaring issues. Um, but then I, they wrap it up at the end. Um, and I, I thought that somebody, uh, somebody said it really nicely in a comments section I was reading where they basically were like, I thought for two hours, I thought I was watching a coward. Uh, and then, and then at the very end of the movie, you kind of like realize like you're not. Um, and so basically what happens is, is sir, uh, Gawain. I've always heard it as Gawain. In the movie, they... Gawain. Yeah, Gawain. Gawain. They Gawain? call him Sir Gawain. Well, actually, pre- actually, actually, they add the R. Actually, Sir Garwin. Actually, it was... Yeah, well, it, it, sounded, sounds, it sounds like they're saying Sir Gawain. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right. Um, yeah, but Sean, Sean Harris, he's like, Sir Garwin. Yeah. Come sit by me, Sir Garwin. Yeah. <laughs> That's how he sounds. <laughs> yeah, it is how he sounds. <laughs> it, it, it threw me for a loop. I did some research on it. Apparently, there's there's a claim that both either is Gawain or Gawain are, yeah. are both fine. Um, Gawain but I'm gonna, cool. I'm gonna refer, yeah, I'm gonna refer to him as Gawain from this point on. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, but anyway, the not to spoil the ending too much, but well, actually, I don't know. Should I spoil the ending? Sure. Are you guys okay with that? Go ahead. Okay, listeners. Okay, yeah, I'm not bragging them ending this movie, so just yeah, you can I'm hear the ending and you don't have to go watch it. Um, but I do think the ending is really well done. 
Um, because again, he's he's a knight. He's on this quest uh, for chivalry, but he doesn't really have any himself uh, throughout the movie, um, and he kind of fails in dramatic fashion uh, at a lot of the different quests and stuff that come up throughout the movie. And then he comes to the end. He meets the Green Knight at the end, who's supposed to chop his head off. And as he as he kneels down to have to be decapitated, he basically like decides that he wants to live, and he just like bolts right. So there's this whole sequence where he leaves. He goes back to the, he returns to the town, right? And he claims to be like the triumphant hero, but it's all a sham, right? He just, he just ran away as a coward mm. and it's a triumphant sham. And then there's this long sequence basically of his whole life where he makes decisions. Everything feels super empty. It's this like really like feeling like tragic ending. Um, and La-la, then La La Land. Yeah. Yeah. It's this really like tragic ending where he's doing things. He thinks like his life would be great and it's really not. Everything's turning out spoiled. Right. And then the very ending of this sequence is him sitting as like an old king in the town. And I think it's like I think it's the Vikings, maybe. Um, but someone is knocking down the door to like the, the king's like throne and like it's just him alone. Um, and he's kind of betrayed everything that he once held dear or, or claimed to hold dear. Um, and and it's just like that's like the ending. And then it cuts back to him kneeling before the Green Knight. And you realize that he's like played through this whole thing in his head. And then he finally says, uh, I, I've heard exactly what he says, but he like basically looks at the Green Knight and says, I'm ready to die. Um, and that's, and the Green Knight, and, it's, and Dev Patel does a wonderful job, um, in, especially in this sequence, because you, like, you can see the transformation, the thinking all happen on his face before he even says a word. Um, and I think, it's, I think that part was really powerful. And then the Green Knight bends down and just says, um, I'm trying to remember exactly what he says, but he says, well, he just basically says, well done, little knight. Um, and then, and then he smirks and says, oh, now off with your head. And then the movie cuts. That's the end. Um, Interesting. and so it ends kind of on this note of like, does the, does, does the green knight go ahead and kill him? I think based on the story, and he says it in such a way, in such a fashion that there's like a smirk on his face that I get the feeling that he's not actually going to kill him. Uh, but the whole point was to be like, okay, try to, yeah, try, well, it's, it's designed to be ambiguous, but I think the whole point of the ending is designed to be like, he had to. Dev Patel had to come, Gawain had to come to the conclusion himself. He had to commit to something. Because throughout, he doesn't commit to, sh- to the chivalrous code that he claims to, to want to be a part of, right? He doesn't commit to it at all. And so he kind of gets to the end, and it's like, no, I'm doing this. I'm not going to be a coward mm. anymore. He finally commits um, to something. Yeah. And, uh, and so, I don't know. I thought that part was really powerful, really well done. Um, I think more and more, uh, we talk about movies being bad, and uh, more and more, I feel like movies do not end well. Um, I mean, there's always the movies. I mean, there's always movies that like, you know, have the okay. We tied everything up, happy ending. That's kind of like, you know, you can get away with that, and that's fine. But I feel like you don't necessarily. It's hard to do that well, or even if you do it, it sometimes just leaves you kind of like, okay, that was the end. Um, but it, to me, it's hard to have a, a powerful ending that really ties up a lot of what the movie's going for. Um, hmm. I don't feel like a lot of movies do that. Even movies that I like a lot, you know, even thinking about. Even thinking about like Spider-Man: No Way Home, right? Like that that kind of scene at the very end where like Goblin stabs Spider-Man and stuff like that. A lot of that kind of was like okay, you know. Um, <laughs> and so I don't know. There's just you know I think a lot of movies struggle with it. Um, and this movie it pulled it off well. Um, I think it has one of the better, probably the, one of the best endings uh, from a 2021 movie. And I thought that scene was good. So okay, yeah. Wow, Athena. Very random and unrelated, but um, <laughs> next time we get together, I just made. A Middle Ages escape room that I want you guys to try out for me. Oh, um, oh okay. I think it would be fun for a class. Sweet. But yeah, anyway. good. Ooh, keep doing it. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, my runner-up for best scene, um, I I put the the beginning scene of A Quiet Place 2. 
um, mm-hmm. where they are the monsters or the aliens or whatever are just coming into the town. And I just thought both pieces of that, where Emily Blunt has her two boys and in in the back, or I think they're in the back, where one's in the front and one's in the back, and then um, um, Jim. And then John Krasinski um, has his daughter with him and they're both like, it's, it's just happening. And I just feel like it's the first time that, you know, they're realizing that there are aliens and that there's something wrong. And it just, I felt very, very like a realistic response to something like that. Like, I don't know what's happening, but I'm going to take my kids and run as fast as I possibly can. And I don't know. And the bus when the bus was coming at her with the with the monster in it, I just I just thought it was a really excellently done scene. Mm-hmm. Um, it was sheer panic. Yes, it looked like yep. sheer panic. Yep, yeah. and it was from everyone. Um, and but it was I don't know. It was also I thought it was a very good representation of like I'm gonna protect my family and immediately and we're gonna do whatever we can to get out of here kind of thing. So I don't know. I I thought that was a really good scene. Hmm. Okay. Um, and my second one is the hand in the box in, in Dune. Oh. That's your winner. Yep. Nice. Um, wow. It was just terrifying. <laughs> I mean, there's, yeah, really I don't was. feel like there's no other way to describe how intense that scene was. Wow. The sound and the look on their face. It, well, her face was covered, wasn't it? It was, but weird, yeah, like partially. that thing. Yeah. And it's, it's super powerful because you don't know what's going to happen, and he, it's his mom that yeah, lets him and, in. Yeah, like and the fact that his mom just sends him in there and is like, do whatever she says. Yeah. <laughs> Even though you're going to feel pain like you've great. never heard before, or you've never yeah. felt before. Like, just, yeah, that was, I thought that was the best scene cool. this year. So, okay. Yep. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. Hmm. I, you know, I'm between you and Dove, you both picked two different scenes. And I, I actually, I think I'm going to go with yours. I think I, <laughs> I, I think I like yours better, actually. I think that was more intense than the uh, than the helicopter scene or whatever those things were called. Um, yeah, maybe the Shai Hulud. Uh, is that is that what you're talking about? You're talking about the scene where the spice the spice machine goes wrong. Is that what you're talking about? No, no, oh. Dove's, no. Dove's pick. That would be oh. that would be my scene. Yeah, that scene was great. Either that, that one, was a good either, scene. Either too. that one or he's or that that quick vision of him, um, in in that cool suit of armor, like rising out of the ground with soldiers. Remember that part? Mm, yeah, it's a very quick, and it's a it's just a vision of him, like mm. yeah, totally for the killed. future. That part. That part. Was, cool. was amazing. Yeah. There were so many good scenes. So many good scenes. I know, there's so many good scenes. The little hummingbird, it wasn't a hummingbird, but the little thing that yeah. comes into his room at night. Yeah. So yeah, the one that stops right before <laughs> yeah, his face. Right, yeah. 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 yeah, there's a lot of great stuff. Okay, so uh, for, for my uh, best scene, I'm going to go with uh, A Sleeper, um, which. This is your runner up? This is my runner up. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, there's a movie that came out called No Man of God. It was about Ted Bundy. And. Uh, mm-hmm. The reason I'm picking this is because a lot of people, there have been documentaries and movies and miniseries made about Ted Bundy up until this point, but nobody got Ted Bundy like this guy got Ted Bundy. And the introduction, and we had, Yara and I had just finished watching a, uh, a documentary series about Ted Bundy with original footage. And then, the, and then so this is Elijah Wood, he's, I think he's an FBI agent. He goes in, he starts talking to Ted Bundy. And the way they introduce him is, it's not like just like, there he is, right there, right away. He's in shadows, and so you get the you get the the feel of Ted Bundy with 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 his mannerisms, with the way that he looked at people. Never looked at him like this. He was always head cocked to the side, like he was always teaching you, right? Mm-hmm. You're not teaching him; he's teaching you, you know. And that's 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 kind of like how yeah. he always talked to people when the cameras weren't on him, right? He was full of himself, and. And they did it so well. It was because 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 right away you're like, oh, I want to see this guy who looks and sounds like Ted Bundy. 
right? And they just didn't give it to you right away. Yeah. Right? It was just shadows. Just sh- yep. shadow. And you're like, wow, this guy really looks and sounds like... T-. And you just let this eagerness, like, I really want to see this guy, you know? And so that, that introduction, to when he first starts talking to him, buddy, you get this feeling like, wow, that's really him. You get this feeling... Like, he's not even acting. That's Ted Bundy. That's exactly what he would do. So they start off with him, like, in shadows, and you didn't really see his face. He just kind of saw his mouth here. He saw the side of his head there. And, you, and, and, and he did such a good job acting that the introduction to Ted Bundy just surpassed everybody else. You know, Zac Efron played Ted Bundy. Oh, yeah. Didn't do a bad job. But, mm-hmm. but uh, Zac, eh, eh. You, know, it's, <laughs> you still see Zac Efron. Yeah, you still yeah. see Zac yeah. Efron. But this guy, oh, my gosh, this guy knocked it out of the park. It's unbelievable. It's 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 crazy. Would um, you recommend that movie? I do. Oh, yeah. Well, Elijah, you recommended Elijah Wood movie after Lord of the Rings, <laughs> dude. Man, he I, loves Dra- Green Street Hooligans. Oh, that's oh, that was right. before. That was after Lord of the Rings. That was, I think, it was after. <laughs> yeah. But um, I mean, this movie definitely uh, hates Christianity. Um, uh, uh, hmm. um, James Dobson, you guys from James yeah, Dobson, yeah. Mm-hmm. they yeah. go out of their way to trash him as much as they possibly can. Like he's this big fake preacher and he takes advantage of women and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, yeah, I don't think so. Um, and 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 and, and uh, all the sorry, this is rabbit trail, but all the work that Ted Bundy did against pornography, they're like, oh, they utilized him. He was just trying to get his sentence commuted and all that kind of stuff. He didn't um, mean any of his anti-pornography stuff. It was just lies, you know. And and he just did it so he could get his sentence commuted. And and it's like, no, 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 no. That's that's being unfaithful to the message of Ted Bundy towards the end of his death when he really came out and said. You know, pornography is a very dangerous thing. And James Dobson, he requested James Dobson because he trusted James Dobson to get the message out. Interesting. And they're, and they're so and, interesting. And, and they're like, and they're like, oh, that was all fake. I'm like, you, wow, <laughs> wow, bunch of shysters. <laughs> no, it's just Swindlers. you talking about fake from a bunch of liars like yourself. I know. It's just, yeah. just insulting. And then they go on to proceed. They go on to glorify what Ted Bundy did. There's a scene at the end where Ted Bundy describes all this stuff to Elijah Wood, how he did it, why he did it. All this kind of stuff, and he go, recounts like how like how he would do it and the feeling he felt when he did it. And Elijah Wood's kind of like enraptured by this, like kind of like they're suggesting that Elijah Wood wanted to do it too. And it's like, what what, what, what am I supposed to be feeling when I'm watching this? You freaking mm. perverts! But um, just if you if if you've been watching if you watch a Ted Bunny documentary, I recommend the movie because this guy just did a great job. Anyway, that's my that's my uh, honorable mention. Uh, and going on to the best scene, um, I'm going to Spider Man, but it's not the the where he saves. Uh, mm-hmm. Mary Jane, where they're sitting around and they're reminiscing about their lives and they're and they're talking about their differences and their similarities. Yeah, and they're all crying. <laughs> Did they all cry? Yeah, they were all crying. <laughs> <laughs> Did they? No. Think there's Pretty a, much. I think there's a moment where, uh, they're, yeah. where they all start to tear up a little bit and they're like, I love you guys, man. But that's yeah, it. yeah, well, they, they, that, that scene, I guess, uh, that, that scene where I love you, that was apparently that was at the end. ad-libbed. Yeah. Oh, that, that was, was at the end. Yeah. No, this was different when, when right after it hit on... You're talking um, about which scene? You're talking about in the... Right after on, on the rooftop? On the roof, yeah. I, uh, yeah. On the rooftop, yeah, where okay. they're sitting there and they're talking about the yeah. differences and similarities of their worlds. Mm-hmm. And, and if, oh, you just, yeah. if you just appreciate what's going on here, yeah. mm-hmm. if you just appreciate the years, you know, um, mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about this later in our, in our best list, but it's, it's a shame you couldn't build the Marvel Universe off Tobey Maguire. You couldn't do it. In Iron Man, with, with Robert Downey Jr. and Tony Stark, you could build, he, he provided the foundation that Tobey Maguire never could. Yeah. However, there was still a lot of history with Tobey Maguire and Spider-Man that we all grew up with. Yep. And combine that with Andrew Garfield and his sleep, his, in my opinion, his sleeper series of Amazing Spider-Man and Amazing Spider-Man 2, we didn't realize what a good Peter Parker he was. And we didn't realize 
um, what a good Peter Parker he was until he showed up. We're like, oh, yeah, he was a good Peter Parker, yeah. wasn't he? He was a really good Peter Parker. And, and so when they're sitting there reminiscing, they're talking about how Tom Holland is the capstone to their to – their, it's just a huge accomplishment. And I think that was an amazing accomplishment that Marvel did. And to appreciate that, what they did over 20 or 30 – 20 years yeah. of, of, of uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is no small feat. And I yeah. – and I, I re- I really want to appreciate that. A lot of people who didn't grow up with it don't can't appreciate that. If you grew up with it, you can't. So I just th- think that was hmm. an amazing scene. Anyway, yeah. moving on that to the next good. category, um, best performance stuff. Best performance. Um, I would have to say, oh, man. Uh, I'm going to have to put my runner up. Um, going back to Dune again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have to give my runner up best performance to Rebecca Ferguson. Uh, and I think I'm going to give it to her because of her setup of Athena's favorite best scene. Um, part of part of uh, I feel like that performance right there when she's sending her son into the I forget the name of Jezreel or something. Benny Jezreel. Benny Jezreel. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, and again, I, I think it's a small, subtle thing, but it meant a lot to me. She was physically shaking. And whenever you see that, whenever you see that in a movie, physically shaking, it adds a whole other demel- uh, element to what's about to happen or what's happening. And she was that in this. Okay. Um, and I think I think a performance in that is was the whole movie was awesome, but specifically that scene to me um, puts her as my runner up. Okay. Um, the best I think I have to give best performance. I think I'm going to have to say Willem Dafoe's. Um, Green, Green Goblin. Green Goblin. Mm. Uh, nice. In this, uh, I just, he, like, not not when he was good. Remember how I talked about Spider-Man before on this podcast and how I just, I couldn't stand the first half. Guess what turned me to? All of a sudden, I'm very interested in what's going on in this movie, and that was when he mm. turned, and he just turned into the sinister, um, uh, uh, horrible, just, just, not going to be good ever. You know, I know that's why shooting him up with the green juice. That's why I didn't like it. No, he's so good as this, as this guy. And, uh, when he turned and became that sinister person again, it just, it, the whole movie completely changed and it became very real to me. And so, uh, there is some objectivity with it, but I think just for me personally, I'm like that. It's hard for me to turn that much in a movie right in the middle. And he was a reason for it. Mm-hmm. And the way that he was laughing at it, the way that uh, Tom Holland's up there just beating him in the face and he's laughing at him. You, you just don't see that stuff. And, and I, it just, I really felt him in that. So I have to give my number one to him for that performance in the second half. Cool. Yeah. I, th- I, think, I think the change that you see in him is what makes it even cooler because he spends the first portion of that movie, like when he's with Aunt May, and Lost he's like this puppy. sad, yeah. like confused old man. And I think, I don't know, for, for me, the the shift was was so cool because you can, you can see his range like that, like from that too. Yeah. Uh, and, he, yeah. and he had that word. He said, uh, gods don't, what did he say? Gods don't need healing. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Like right before it, he and that that's what got Electro going. Yeah. Anyway, you know, it just I don't know. It just it just like he it, that put him on level of like Thanos style. Mm-hmm. I am gonna rip the hearts out of these guys. Type of performance. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna hurt them. Remember Norman Osborn, uh, a good villain doesn't he hurts his heart. That's what he said. Remember the first, very first one, mm-hmm. right? Um, the heart Osborn. Uh, I forget, I forget the, the word was, but that's yeah. that's really what he became. I'm going to attack Peter's 
heart, who he loves, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I cool. didn't. Um, I didn't notice his age after that. I'm yeah, like, I like Willem Dafoe is, like it, it felt like he, he he played the Green Goblin yesterday. Mm. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I know. Yeah. Just so sinister. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. What do you got, Joy? Uh, my. It's, I, I deliberated on this one for a long time because I think there's a lot um, for me. But uh, the two I'm going to pick out, I I agree about the Green Goblin. So I think he's my runner-up. Okay. Um, oh, I just okay. think he's, yeah. Uh, same thing here. I just think I, I think he's great um, in that it's just, I don't know. It's, it's just, it, it's so weird to me because there's just been, there's so much out there where there's been like this incredible performance and or this credible movie and Movies ha- and then you know the studio says okay we need to duplicate this and they just can't, mm. but like there just are certain things that they did in that Spider-Man movie that like I never thought were gonna happen again, mm. um, and getting more Green Goblin yeah. like legit more Green Goblin was legit. just like yeah. twenty years later yeah. is just wild. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's, yeah. it's wild yeah. that it William wild. Defoe yeah. was able yeah, William Defoe was able to get back in that yeah. headspace yeah, and pull yeah. off a performance that was like just as good. Yeah, it's uh, just as 20, good. Yeah, twenty years ago. Um, my true. yeah. And so my pick, um, my pick is gonna be, my pick is gonna be Oscar Isaac as Duke Leto um, in mm. Dune. Um, and the main reason is just like, hmm. um, I don't feel like that we've gotten as good. I don't feel like that we've gotten a great father and king mm-hmm. in uh, a long, long time. Uh, it's and, been a while. And, uh, I mean, and I think it, you know, I think part of that is writing and stuff like that. But it's also just like, it's yep. just like the way he acted. Um, I just don't feel yeah. like we've I don't feel like we've gotten that in in cinema, and I'd like to see more of that. And I doubt we will, but I'm gonna appreciate. <laughs> please, Hollywood, I, I'm, please. I'm gonna appreciate. Gonna appreciate <laughs> when it comes up. Hear what, us. What, what we've gotten instead is instead. Well, that's what we want. But what we've gotten instead is power of the dog. We, we, we've gotten. Oh we've yeah. Gotten yeah. These. these like, oh my word. These men who are secretly homosexual. Yeah. And they have like these problems, and the, and they since they're secretly homosexual. Um, they they manifest toxic masculinity. Yep. And full disclosure, hey, listen, world, men don't like watching that crap. We hate that silly, stupid stuff. Are you looking at me? Okay. Listen, world. I'm I don't know. Yeah, because the director the director was a woman. Okay. No, wow. But but I'm saying, Joey, you're speaking for a lot of men out there. We want to see more of that. We identify yeah. with men like that. Those are our heroes. We want to be like men like that. Right. We yeah. don't want to sit and watch a movie called Power of the Dog <laughs> where people preach to us all the time and say, eh, eh, masculine men are like this. You know? So we don't want that. We want more of what you saw. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Yes. <laughs> yes. And that's why, that's why I wanted to make this mine. Um, mm-hmm. I, don't know if it, I don't know if it's totally objective. I definitely think you can argue there are some other performances out there only because the character – is important, but he doesn't get a ton of acting time on the screen. No. Um, but when he does, I, I just think he does a great job, yep. and I think he really embodies being a great father and a great king. Um, in that, well, he's not Duke, you know, but whatever. Right. right. Um, but you know, we all know what he is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I just it's it's been a long time since seeing that, and maybe being maybe being a new dad that really hit me hard. But um, okay, it was cool. Mm. It was cool. Mm. cool. Yeah. It, was cool. it was cool to see. Joey, yeah, Joey's watching the movie going. I got a kid coming, dude. <laughs> yeah. I can't go. My wife's back. My wife's back. We're renaming him Timothy. We're leaving him to Duke. His name is Nolan Duke Timothy Baney. <laughs> cool. Okay. Yeah. 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 So Best I'm going to preface this by saying I really, I, don't, I know this is, it doesn't really make any sense, but um, I really like to try to watch. The movies that are nominated for for Oscars, mm-hmm. um, yeah. 
And the reason oh, is so because hard. so hard to do that. The reason is <laughs> getting harder and harder every year. <laughs> the reason I want to is because when a movie wins or when an actor wins, I want to be able to say yes, they deserve that or no, they didn't. Okay. That's just I. That's just how I feel. Yep. And so I tried really hard this year to watch <laughs> them all, and I I took out documentaries and makeup and something else. But, right. You took um, out some foreign films, or you didn't take out foreign films? Uh, no, I took out foreign films okay. too. Okay. Um. There were yeah there were category and there were categories that I skipped but I think there were like thirty on on the the list and I think I got twenty one, um, and my list that I made of be- best acting performances, I there are none of them on this list that I went that was absolutely outstanding, mm, and yeah. that's how I watched twenty one wow. of the best movies out there of twenty twenty one yeah. And there were not one of these was I like that was the most incredible thing I've seen this like for five years because it's just not. And I I feel like Joey and I were talking about how it's getting harder and harder to find movies that um, that matter to us, like that the the stuff that they're trying, the the theme that they're trying to get across doesn't I don't know, like it doesn't connect. It doesn't connect to it. Yeah, Yeah, because it doesn't relate because. It's not real. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and let me point out too that I don't think those you know some someone who might be cynical about our podcast who could be listening might think well that that's just because you're not open to cult, different cultural views. I don't think it's about culture. If I'm being honest, I think it's about worldview. Uh, yeah, um, I, I think if we're going to get to the heart of it, that's what we're talking about here. Is we're not talking about oh because you know we're not talking about uh, cultural differences or anything like that. We're really talking about this worldview, mm. um, and that's that's the disparity we're seeing more and more. I think as yes. we move move ahead into time. Yep. Uh, is is this disparity of worldview? Sorry, baby. No, it's okay. No, you're, you that's what we talked about. So yeah. that was kind of what I wanted to convey yeah. anyway. Um, okay, hmm. so here it goes. I don't even know. Um, <laughs> I just I look at this. I look at the list I wrote, and I'm like, I don't know what to pick because I don't. I just don't feel like any of them are that great. But Will Smith. That's actually on my list. Um, <laughs> oh, um, he's a good actor. It, it is. I um, okay. So. I think I I think I'm gonna choose um, Olivia Coleman in The Lost Daughter as my runner-up, and Joey hated this movie with a fiery burning passion. Mm. Um, <laughs> showed up on a lot of the uh, hoity-toity lists. What? It showed up on a yes, lot of the hoity-toity lists. Um, and I I love Olivia Coleman, and there were d- definitely pieces of the movie that I did not like or I didn't agree with. Um, but then I just thought that she, I thought she really embodied like. She was a mother who basically abandoned her kids for her career when they were, like, in their, I don't know, close to, like, 10 years old. Preteens. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Um, and just the, in, what I felt from her was guilt as an adult. Uh, as an adult. Um, like, the way she talked about her daughters, the way she talked to them, the way she looked at mothers and daughters around her, it felt to me like guilt. And I just thought she did an excellent job. Um are you looking up who Olivia Coleman is? No. No, okay. I'm just looking up the movie, actually. <laughs> okay. Um, but anyway, I just, I I really thought, that movie really spoke to me. Maybe, you know, Joey's, Joey's saying that he picked the guy from Dune because he's just, he just, we just had a baby. I might have done the same thing for this, but, um, oh, and it, it's, but yeah, it pretty much is, the movie is about a woman who goes on um, a vacation to Greece, I think. Um, and she's a translator, um, like she translates literature. Um, and so it's basically just about her observing a mother and daughter relationship and kind of thinking about her own relationship with her daughters after she pretty much abandoned them to, to follow her career when she, when they were young. Um, and I just, it's very trippy. It's very like, um, there's some definitely weird, like, 
psychoanalyzation stuff that ha- that you have to do. But I just thought she did a really great job. Okay. Um, and my my first place for this um, again. Um, Grassmith straws. Um, but I picked um, his name is Troy Kotzer. Um, and he was in a movie called Coda that we watched that we told mm. you guys about uh, children of deaf adults. And he was the father. Um, and he's deaf. So he only spoke through sign language. And I just, I think sign language is really powerful. And, and I just, I, you could just feel what he was feeling. Didn't matter that you couldn't hear the words that somebody mm. was translating. Is for he him. actually deaf? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. For um, real. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, and it was just, I just thought, I thought that was the best performance I saw. Someone who can't literally say words out loud was better right. than everyone else on this list. It's notable. Yeah. And that's yeah. what you're looking for, for mm-hmm. best performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You know what? The, I he love the fact. A very good job. I love he, the he fact that you are really uh, just job. non-mainstream with your list. You know, <laughs> most of the pick mainstream stuff, you're like, whew. Well, yeah. over here, it's really I, cool. Well, that's well, that's arguable I, because. It's arguable actually, because. It's actually the, mainstream. Yeah, because I was going to oh, say, because both her people, both her picks are people who ended up on the Oscars picks. So, oh, yeah, so okay. I mean, so, I mean, I wouldn't say that they're not mainstream, but um, yeah. differently mainstream. Yeah. So In this room, it's not mainstream. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. But uh, a lot of the hoity-toity yes. people, they choose, they talk about these movies. Coda, I mean, I was looking up the mm-hmm. best movie lists of 2021, and those two movies were constantly on everybody's mm-hmm. list. And, like, we talked about Coda and said that it was not our favorite movie of right. the year. Yeah. Um, and it had some... I, my favorite part of that movie was the interaction of the family. Everything else was trash. Was well, yeah, that, that, yeah, that's, you're right. But, yeah, that's that was the but issue. That, like high and, school but musical. that was the piece of it that was so great, and he was he was the base, he was the foundation of the family interactions. Okay. So cool. I thought that was it. Yeah, he was the he was the majority of it. I think yeah. like not that the mom and and brother didn't do a great mm-hmm. job too, but like he and, really was the powerful and standout. He, of he the movie. felt like. He was a fisherman. That was he was a fisherman. He and his son um, and his daughter all like ran a boat, and they um, and so they were they were very poor. And it just I don't know. He just he felt it didn't feel like he was acting like that either. And I think I've read some things about him, and I don't really think he subscribes to the the way that most people live either. So he I don't know. It just it felt very real. I don't know. So okay, hmm. cool. All right. Uh, so for my uh, best performance, um, uh, my runner-up was with Timothy Chalamet in Dune. I thought you would have him. <laughs> it's just, uh, you know, this is what we're looking for, this kind of guy. You know, he's just an amazing actor. He's doing a great role. He's doing a good job in that role. You know, it might people, call, people, might, people might identify that as typical, but in, in a world right now that's, that praises beta males, he prevents, presents himself as an alpha male and rising into that role, and he's unashamed of it. It was just very refreshing to see. Um, not many people, you know, he makes it look easy, but not, uh, full disclosure, not many people can do that, okay? You know, I, I don't want to take away from his acting ability. He is an incredible actor. In Dune, he played that part very well. He, he, he had the look, he had the attitude, he had the, uh, the body language. It was just all really good, and I, I just want to appreciate that. But that was my runner-up. But mm-hmm. my number one is going to be, my, I think, the best performance is, uh, I talked about, you know, the guy who played... Um, Ted Bundy, Luke Kirby is his name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, again, after watching the Ted Bundy stuff and then watching this guy, it was like it was like they resurrected him. Yeah, and cool. he just did an amazing, incredible job. Just hats off. It, it, it just really came down to, it wasn't even the fact that he looked like him, but he talked like him. And you could tell he was acting. This guy is acting. He's not like this naturally. He's acting, and he's really fulfilling the role of Ted Bundy down to the body language. Yeah. 
an amazing job, and I wish pe more people would talk about this. Um, and I'm excited to see this guy in other movies, but I just couldn't believe my eyes when I saw this guy because I was fresh off the documentary. It's just yeah. fresh. Yeah. And I, I was like, I cannot. Where did they get this guy? He's amazing. He's incredible. <laughs> so uh, again, I recommend watching a documentary about Ted Bundy, and then I'll w then watch that movie. You will be blown away. Do yeah. you think? Do you think that this is a start for him? Will people recognize this? Kind of like, kind of like Christoph Waltz, and it's you know. a sleeper. You know, it's right. not on anybody's list. And I was gonna say it's not. It's not got a lot of traction. No, um, it's not. Yeah. And, and but in the other thing too, it's like the seventh movie made about. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Ted Bundy. Yeah. The, the other thing to remember too, though, is is sometimes sometimes people who embody a role are really incredible actors, and this could be a springboard. He also just might be really good at acting like Ted Bundy and not great at acting other ways. So yes. we might not see a lot more of him, but he yes. at least was perfect for this role. I'd actually yes. love to see more castings like that. Yes. But rather than what, what famous face can we get to do this role, hey, like, oh, here's this guy who, who showed up, who did an incredible job, and nobody knows his name, but for this this specific purpose, he embodies the role. Let's give it to him. That happened to uh, Precious. Whoever played that movie, Precious, that black lady, like she she killed that role. She yeah. won a bunch of awards. Yeah. Like, what's she in now? You yeah, know, not much. You know, so uh, you know she's really good in that role. But after that, it's not much room for it. I, I it might happen to this guy, Luke Kirby. I'm not sure, but yeah, I, I just he's got to give props where they do. Yeah, absolutely, just, you know, amazing acting yeah. job. All right, now, <laughs> Dove. Best movie of 2021. Best movie of 2021. All right. Well, it should be everybody's one. Yeah, I, was gonna say. I think, I think it's all pretty obvious. Yes. Are you doing your runner-up? Doing your runner-up? <laughs> I'm doing my runner-up. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, again, going back to the fact that 2021 was a garbage year for movies. It really was. But we got some good ones. Uh, my yeah. runner-up has to be No Way Home. Okay. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. The second half of No Way Home. <laughs> He, got, first he, half, he only was able to find half of a movie. The first, to the half, <laughs> yes. But the second half was awesome. Yeah. The first half can be thrown in the toilet and flushed forever. The second half was great. <laughs> and I will give the second half of No Way Home my runner-up. <laughs> Best movie, I think it's pretty obvious. I loved it the most. And it's critically acclaimed. All this good stuff was Dune. That yeah. was the best movie of 2021. Full disclosure, same list. <laughs> completely same list okay yeah. same list there you go Luke's there's my list. best movie and I think it should be everybody's but yeah. anyway yeah um, full disclosure that's my winner too nice is doing for sure nice, <laughs> um, nice. absolutely Athena uh, well, I didn't oh, 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 oh she <laughs> oh is it yours too hey to hit my to hit Sorry, my no. honorable yeah. no it's okay to hit my honorable mention um, it's tough when you don't Oh, yeah, it's <laughs> it's so it's so tough for me because um, it, it comes down to two. I think two really good ones. Um, one of them is Spider Man No Way Home, um, but I I think I would actually pick. No, I would pick no. I would pick No Way Home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, 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 we gotta no know what the other one is. It's now. No Way Home. Um, I'll talk about the other one. Okay. I'll talk about the All other right. one in my other in our in my made up category. Nice. Okay. Nice, or nice. maybe Athena will talk about it, depending. Um, yeah. So I, Dune was my pick mm -hmm. also, nice. um, and I think that it meant something different for me because I'm not a sci-fi person. So right. mm. I really was not going into it thinking I'm gonna love this because I didn't read the book and I was yeah. not. I'm not really into sci-fi, but it was just so well done. Like. You just can't really deny that it was the best movie this of this year. And even saying that the movies of this of this past year were trash, um, like it, it doesn't matter. It, it was regardless of that, it was still excellent. Um, wow. So my runner up, I have two. I thought you were gonna pick 
the one that I didn't pick. Yeah, so, I know. <laughs> I, 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 I think it's 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 Spider Man for me. It really okay. is. Like, yeah. It really is. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna say both since you guys all have the same list. Mm. Um, so well, no, just just pick one, and I I might. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so my, I think I'm gonna pick as my runner up. Um, it was a movie called Minari, um, and mm. it was a movie that Joey and I watched. It was beginning of 2021, and it was actually counted for last year's Oscars. Right. Um, so anyway, it's about. Did we talk about it before? No. no. It's about the we, Korean guy, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, we mentioned it. It's about it. a Korean family that moves from California to, like, Arkansas or something. It's like a, a Midwest state um, to kind of start his own farm. Um, and it's I – don't, I don't really even know how to describe it because it sounds boring. Um, but I just think that the family dynamic um, and, and the, the actors that they got for, like, the little kid and the grandma were just excellent. Um, and I just – I don't know. I just thought it was a really well done, clean movie. Um, yeah. There really wasn't anything about it that I felt like was objectionable. Um, there was like a, there was a real crazy neighbor who said a lot of weird like Pentecostal <laughs> things, but um, <laughs> but he was almost like, um, he like was, he was pretty good natured. Um, but it was yeah it was, was it was super interesting because it was some real mental health stuff happening in there. So, yeah, he but. was he was very very charismatic like mm-hmm. like extremely charismatic and and openly about it. But it was I mean it was kind of like you know it, for, me, for me for me it just too. reminded me of like growing up with my my nana so <laughs> we're used to that too. You're like oh nana I have a headache plead the blood of Jesus cast that headache out kind of uh, type stuff. So he was yeah. like that. So he was like that. Uh, he was, a, it was I rebuke you. Yeah right. It was it was very in- it was actually very interesting. Um, yeah, it's kind of just like a slice of life slice of life movie um where it's just like about this family who makes this kind of big change and growing up in like the probably like the 50s right mm, 70s 70s okay a little bit later 80s. than i thought yeah yeah but 70s or 80s um yeah in america um and trying to start their own farm and i don't know there's a lot about it that's really good mm-hmm. cool um yeah. yeah i'll check that out now uh, I just want to say, you know, your your observation that, you know, I don't really like sci-fi, but I was, you know, wowed by this. I just want to make an announcement. Uh, my beautiful wifey told me the other day that um, uh, she's really excited to watch World War II documentaries. And I am so <laughs> excited about that. I am That's so awesome. excited about it. She said, I've been watching the Medal of Honor series, and then she was watching World War II in HD. And I talked to her about uh, <laughs> World War II weekend at the airport. And now we're both excited to go there. <laughs> I can't wait to go back and watch all the old World War II movies that she fell asleep on. And, and, and we'll go back and watch every single one of them. I'm just, I'm just so excited. So, you know. That's great. That's um, awesome. Okay, so, yeah, mine was the same. Do, uh, uh, mm-hmm. Runner-up was Spider-Man because, because you know, justification for that was because of what they did there over the cinematic 20-year history. Yeah. That's, like, almost unprecedented. You know, Definitely it, some flaws in this movie. Oh, but, yeah. But yeah, but, but still a lot of But I'm going too. to absolutely appreciate what they did. Yeah. If anyone could say, well, another movie did this, I'd be like, uh, what movie did what they just did? <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. It's just blue. Who has landed nostalgia and, right. and done it like right. authentically? Yes, yeah. exactly. It's it's an amazing achievement. Yeah. That's that's unprecedented. I, yep. I can't think of another one. Yeah, after um, 10 years of trying, over probably. Yeah. Um, so uh, that one um, and uh, the number one was Dune, just because of all the attention, all the detail that went into it. So. Uh, Dune is unanimous. Hey, congratulations, Dune! Yeah. You, know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you didn't win the Oscar, but you know you won. Yeah. We, we should won our we should put Oscar. up a yeah. shelf. We should you, put up you a shelf. You won a Percival. Yeah. Sure. Yep. Yeah, we should put up a shelf. It was, too, it was way too. It was way too family oriented, and there's some masculinity yeah. in it to win an Oscar. Oh, yeah, Are you sure. kidding? <laughs> well, it's yes. also. It also. No I mean, it also is so funny because like 
like I, I don't know, I don't want to bash Coda in the process, but Dune was on the top ten list for the Oscars. Okay, um, was was part of the consideration, surprisingly, um, but it was part of the consideration. I think Coda won, right? Coda won Best Movie of the Year. But like again, uh-huh. I, I think about that too, and I think that that's so that's just so funny because like there were parts of Coda that were really really well done, and then there were parts that like literally felt like like High School Musical esque. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> like, and I'm just yeah, like, how fake. does how do, how does a movie that does some stuff really really well and does other stuff really really, really not well terrible. lose to a movie that has done like everything across the board just so systematically well yeah Yeah. Um, good question yeah Mm -hmm. one we've been wondering for years and and Dune won pretty much all of the technical awards yep Uh, Mm -hmm. all of the special effects all of the like sound editing like all of them Uh they they swept all of them which just like goes to show you that they don't really care about that kind of like they don't really care about what that does for a movie because all of those things together were what a big part of yeah, what made with it a good great. story. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So yeah. Interesting. Yes. Okay. So now we're going to move on to uh, made up categories. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't have an honorable mention for my made up category. Yeah. So uh, I wasn't planning on doing one. Dub, what's your okay. category? Um, I just I just put picked uh, best special effects. Okay. Um, it's basically the same list. Sorry, it's super boring, but you know, I was like, man, you know, I just had to give Dune props for. I think I think I really put it on. I know this this may be a little over top. I don't think it is, but uh, the, there were certain movies that came up through time that kind of changed the way special effects are done. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them was The Matrix and Bullet Time. It completely changed the future of special effects. Another movie that changed special effects was The Lord of the Rings uh, with the real costumes and the CGI together. Mm-hmm. And I think Dune now is an example of another change. And I think the Academy Awards are reflecting that. And and they're saying that it was such a great, almost a maybe perfect blend of real costumes, real planets, real places, real people mixed with awesome special effects that really make everything else real. That's a great compliment, compliment to the actual real stuff mm-hmm. instead of replacing the real stuff yeah. with fake stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, from it. a technical from a technical standpoint too. I mean, it really is it really is cool. It really has been cool to watch um, because he, um, the director, has. I mean, he's like been testing. He's like been developing this stuff over and over because he did Arrival, and there's like mm-hmm. a lot of stuff from Arrival. You can tell what he like used some of the same tricks and did. Arrival was really then, real too. That yeah, was, it was. Yeah. And, but that one had like less scope, right? Like it was right, kind of like more right. grounded. But then he also did Blade Runner twenty forty nine, which mm. was much less grounded, much more like different worlds sci-fi and he and he you can tell he's just been honing like they've been honing the craft like over and over and so it's really cool and he's got he's got dune part two and then he's got another sci-fi movie lined up after that so he's just like yeah he's He's killing it man he's He's killing killing it it. yeah it's awesome (laughs) are you are you done i'm done all right uh i did uh my category my madip category is uh biggest surprises so rather than Mm. doing a runner-up or anything Mm. it's basically biggest like Great surprise and biggest disappointing surprise. Um, so my biggest great surprise uh, was the Mitchells versus the Machines. Um, and so we've talked about that before, but animated movie came out in February. I had It was not on my radar whatsoever. We Athena saw a recommendation about it through TikTok. We watched it on our anniversary and had an absolute blast with it. Um, and so just like a really, really good animated movie, um, surprisingly. Um, biggest disappointing surprise for me. What biggest disappointment? What? Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of our, all of our podcast episodes. If you talked about this before, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to guess what you're going to say. You want to? You want to? No, try I guess? can't. Okay. <laughs> okay. I don't think we've actually really addressed this okay. at all, um, all right. on the podcast, and so um, no time to die. 
Uh, was my biggest disappointment of the year. Mm. And and let me let me say yes. you know and let me say that <laughs> I don't I don't say yes. I don't say that saying it like it's an absolutely terrible movie or anything but right. it just like it didn't live up to uh, it didn't live up to James Bond or and didn't live up to like what Daniel Craig has done in some of the yeah. best James Bond stuff um, of his of his career yeah. um, it just and so for like an ending to his James Bond it was it was a, to me a huge disappointment. I mean, honestly, I think that mm. I, I think that the sum of its parts really is that like there's a couple really really great scenes in that movie. I think the Paloma sequence is awesome. Uh, the sequence when he's in the forest um, and he's trying to hide the little girl and he's like shooting st- like there's some really really cool action sequences. The opening with the cars, um, like stuff like that is, is some of that stuff is really really done, but the, is really done well. But the story, the characters, a lot of it just like fell flat for me. Um, and I mean, and you know. This will be a spoiler. If you're hoping on seeing this movie, you should probably pause and skip ahead uh, a few minutes. But I mean, ends with his death, and like, mm. I just like f- felt very little mm. about that. Mm. Yeah. When, and it, when you compare that to like, like even like Spider-Man, like being like, like just like, oh, they did that so well. They honored those characters so well in No Way Home. And then like, here's a character you should be honoring, um, who has how much years, how many years of history, mm-hmm. cinematic history, and and I just felt like they didn't. Like it almost felt like an afterthought. Mm. Um, yeah, so that's painful just hearing you talk about yeah. it, man. It's like true. Yeah, you're it's right. true you're exactly though. Right you're like, man, it was it was it was tough for me because I I you know I love Casino Royale. We thought we talked about yeah. that before. Casino yeah. Royale, such yeah. a great movie. Yeah. Um, uh, the second one, which I always forget the name of because it's so forgettable, was yeah, Quantum of Solace was really forgettable. And then Sky uh, Skyfall was great again. Spectre was kind of under the plane. I was really hoping they were going to bring it back with number five mm. and just like end it on a really great note. That's a huge disappointment for me. Yeah. So that was easily the most disappointing one uh, for, for this year for me. Okay. No All Time right. to Die is like the first movie where I started considering the fact that I feel like the directors were like, let's shoot this right here so that this can be a pivotal part in the trailer. It has nothing to do with the movie. <laughs> but let's just throw this quickly in here. Because that's that forest scene yeah. when they're driving and then you had that pretty cool shot yeah. of like the SUVs like yeah. and the motorcycles all just mm. jumping out of, no- yeah, out of the right. nowhere yep. and then you never see them again yep. pretty much. It's like if they all jumped <laughs> Bond right now he would die. This would be over. But he got into the forest and you never see any of those vehicles again. Yeah. Mm. I'm, like, I'm like that was purely for the trailer. Mm. <laughs> purely for the trailer. Well yeah like I said before it's a tragedy <laughs> of cinema now that we have trailers of trailers. We have previews of trailers. <laughs> and I should tell you all we need to do. You're know. about to watch the trailer for the trailer for this movie. Yeah. Trailer dropping in five seconds. <laughs> Three, two, one. All right. Did I just see a preview no, right, by of that trailer? Time, by then, that time, you scrolled ahead. You're like, oh, too long. Yeah, well, that, too. well, that's that's the preview of the preview is all yeah. I watch now. Yeah. Because yeah. I know the trailers are going to give way too much yeah, away. Yeah, right. So right. I'm like, okay, what's, 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 the, yeah, what's yeah. the teaser? What's yeah. the teaser preview? That's all I watch. Yeah, because it takes five seconds to skip your ad. To watch whatever you want to watch. Yeah, yeah give me fifty. Oh. I'm like, give me fifty. Give me that fifteen second intro. Okay, that's interesting. I'll watch that. Yeah, Great. Man. I'm never gonna yeah, see, yeah. One, see another one of these trailers no. again. Wow, these, watching these, in the sky. Dude, these first world problems are real <laughs> legit problems. Oh my I word, think. that's funny. Um, I picked for my list uh, the best chemistry between actors. Oh. In so mm. the um, my runner up was um, the grandma and the grandson in Minari. Um, oh yes, he, they're great. The, he thinks the whole time basically he says that she's not like a real grandma because she doesn't dress in old like nice old lady clothes and she doesn't act very proper and um like he sees his friend's grandmas like she likes to play cards with them and she likes to beat them and um she's she's really funny and 
I just thought they had a really great relationship. Um, that yeah, the really acting's cute. really good, yeah. mm-hmm. especially on the grandma's part. Her acting and is that little kid great. is so cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, anyway, so that was my runner-up, and my um, what I would say is my um, my winner for this is Timothy Chalamet and everyone. <laughs> Literally in June. I mean every every relationship that he has I think is so good. Like he and I Oscar Isaac feel like they yeah. have a great father son relationship. Him and his mom mm-hmm. have a very trusted like she's taught him so yeah. many things. Him um, and Jason Momoa, and Jason I love their Momoa, relationship. I just feel like and and Josh Brolin, like he respects He's gonna come him back. to teach him. Oh, of course he is. He's gonna come back. We didn't see him die. <laughs> we did not. I did true. not see him that's die. Yeah. He'll be back. Yeah. Anyway, so that was that's my cool. my best chemistry cool. is Timothy Chalamet cool. with everyone because well, I just Timothy Chalamet and everyone. Yep. Yeah. I like it. Okay. Yep. Um, so my my category um, is um, uh, uh, congratulations. <laughs> you. It's the first time you've ever wasted a movie. <laughs> and I was about to say this earlier, but <laughs> the first wasted movie award goes to Leonardo DiCaprio. What are you doing in that movie? Mm, look okay. at the list that came. Look before. up. Don't look up. Oh, don't look up. You could have. It should have been Adam Driver. Look, there it is. I said it. It should have been Adam Driver. He's been acting that kind of sort of weird stuff, like throwaway yeah. Netflix film. Well, okay. Well, to, well, to to point out two quick things, though, I agree with you. But to point out two quick things, one is that um, this is from the you said it's Judd Apatow, who's been doing these kinds of movies for a little while now. He did the big short. He did Vice and, and those movies. So that he has a, political. Yeah, this isn't just a throwaway Netflix movie. This is a movie Netflix spent a ton of of money on. And two, Leonardo DiCaprio's one and only big political thing yes. has been the environment. So when they said, hey, we're making a climate change movie, he said, sign me up. He probably didn't even read the script. Right. So. I, you're, 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 you're right. But but I agree, I agree with you, but I just want to say that there, that was he, the rationale behind reason. it. That would be Adam yeah. McKay, by the way. That's Adam McKay. Oh, he not directed Apatow. Oh, yeah, Adam McKay did those, not Judd Apatow. Okay. Right. What did Judd Apatow do? I don't know. I feel Anchorman? Like... Or did Adam McKay do Anchorman? I've definitely I heard Judd Apatow. Uh, I can look, up, look it up they... for you here. Why do I mix them up? I don't know. They're both comedy right. They're both comedy directors. Did they both do, or did Adam McKay do all those movies that you were talking about? Or yeah, is yeah. It yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. it's the same one who did I just Big said Short. The wrong person. Yeah. Apatow did. Uh, he did, like, The St- King of Staten Island. He did The Big Sick. Uh, he uh, he's looking here. Uh, the big oh, he did short. The big, he did uh, the big, big sick. The not big the big, sick. Not the big short. Uh, he did like forty year old virgin, all that kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah. Adam McKay. I don't know why I thought they were the same person. Okay. Yep. Okay. Sorry. Um. All right. So, but anyway, <laughs> Ridley Scott, George Miller. Anyway, <laughs> I, I I believe that there's every every time uh, for like the past maybe fifteen or twenty years, ever since Blood Diamond, when ever since every time Leonardo DiCaprio has done. Uh, a movie it's there's been a small cultural phenomenon around that movie mm. it's just this is the fact mm. you know it's just it's just he's just such a great actor he's probably probably when he by the time he's done he's going to be a top 10 greatest actors of all time he's going to be replacing a lot of the italian we use the italian dicaprio he's italians man i keep getting on the top 10 list mm. um but he it's just this movie's so beneath him this it is it is i know he's he's hard you know it, yeah. it's noted but it's, dude, it's just beneath. Oh yeah, I completely agree with you. Yeah. I completely agree with you on the wasted part. I completely right. agree with you and on the way beneath. And there was a cultural him, phenomenon surrounding this one because because people thought this was about COVID, you know, and it wasn't mm-hmm. meant to be about COVID, right? Mm-hmm. But so you could argue there is one, but it's just the wrong way, you know. Yeah. His his cultural phenomenon. I mean, Revenant. You know, we also are talking about like what does an actor go through, you know? Yeah. Uh, Inception. You know, yeah. we talk about, um, you know, once uh, upon a time in Hollywood. Once upon a time in yeah. Hollywood about rewriting history, and we went back and looked at um yeah. at, at uh, who Departed. Was, uh, who was the crazy 
crazy. Gangs yeah, in New York. Manson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just every time there's a there, there's a, there's a cultural phenomenon uh, every time he acts in a movie, and this movie was just it just felt like an Adam Driver. Movie. It's a shame. Yeah, it it's really a is a shame. It was so like, dude. I'd say congratulations. You wasted that movie. <laughs> you wasted your time. I can't say that really about anything. Up, but by the time you hit like A-list celebrity stabbers, I'm sure he's got a lot more wasted movies in the back. But as an A-lister, I, I don't know that he does. Say, yeah, I mean, it's right. like it's, I think it's obscure crazy. movies back there. Maybe, maybe way back when, but I, I mean, you said yeah. Blood Diamond, but like, what did he start fr- with? Gilbert like, Grape. That was his first one, I think. Yeah, what's eating Gilbert Grape? Yeah, but like, I'm, I'm just thinking, I'm just thinking, like everything beyond Titanic. I mean, he went from Titanic to Gangs in New York to The Departed. Catch to me if you can. Diamond There's a couple ones in there that are obscure that I've never heard of. Yeah. Okay. You know, so um, and I'm not the final arbiter, but I'm just saying, yeah. generally speaking, he's just ever since he got A-list status, and you can argue ever since Gilbert Grape he was A-list, but. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm not willing to make that claim yet, but I'm just saying this this movie, Leo, it's beneath you. You <laughs> should not have done this. All right. Anyway, so that concludes the um, uh, Brotherhood of the Silver Screen Awards of 2021, right? Woo-hoo. So yeah. uh, following the Will Smith slap, uh, we have decided to do awards and that you just heard our award ceremony. So, hey, the golf, clap, golf the clap for Dune. The alternative, Congratulations the Dune. alternative Oscars award. Yes, the alternative Oscars. If you don't want to tune into that crap, you can tune into our crap instead. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Joey. <laughs> well, thanks, everybody, for listening. This is the Brotherhood of the Silver Screen. This is a Christian podcast where we talk about movies for a very, very long time. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we will see you guys next week. We're going to go through every one of the Brotherhood is going to list their top ten films of uh, the 21st century, essentially 2000 to now. So thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye.